Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today we're joined by Dr. Robert Floyd, the Paleo MD. And we're talking about how the standard American diet is driving illness and how the paleo lifestyle supports wellness. We go deep in this episode about the importance of mitochondrial health and how what we eat truly powers our cells. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so much fun. So already we've had a great time talking. So we have. If we had hit record, we probably had a full episode there in that conversation. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so yeah. I am thrilled to have you here. This is such a passionate topic of mine, and I just can't wait to dive into it. I love to start with story because I'm guessing when you went to medical school, you didn't have the intention of becoming the paleo MD. No, I did. I did not. Absolutely not. Um, I, you know, I actually, I went to med school to become an orthopedic surgeon, but you know, wasn't cool enough to get in that club. So then I ended up doing, I have a very, uh, varied background of, uh, through medicine. I've done trauma surgery, ICU medicine, uh, family medicine, emergency medicine. I was a medical director in a rural ER clinic or hospital. Um, and uh, then I discovered functional medicine. And, you know, I used to live not too far from you. I used to live in Boulder, Colorado. And that's where I kind of discovered, uh, you know, holistic, integrative, complementary medicine back then. You know, as an athlete, um, you know, I, I got shiatsu, I got acupuncture, I ate, you know, took herbs and so on and so forth. And so functional medicine was really just a, a wonderful extension of how I've already been for many, many years. So, Which is amazing. And, but you're not just practicing functional medicine. You, you were, we're going to talk about, and I'm going to try not to get angry in our conversation <laughs> today. Certainly it won't be at you, um, but we're going to really dig into the standard American diet, um, which is sad, doesn't even begin to, <laughs> it is so sad. Uh, but how, you know, how, how did you specifically, you know, embrace the, the paleo lifestyle and realize that that was a key for people? Um, like, we, like we had spoken about, uh, before we recorded, um, I basically went from fit to fat and fit and back again. Um, you know, when, when I was living in Boulder, I was, like I said, a climbing guide and a ski guide and a ski patroller. And, you know, I was really into health and wellness. And then I went to medical school. And uh, when I left for medical school, actually, I was living in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you know, skiing, mountain biking, building trails every day. Um, I was 155 pounds, uh, you know, probably like a eight, 9% body fat. And then I went to medical school and uh, a couple things happened. I my metabolism came to a screeching halt and uh, I was full of stress. And um, because of that, I put on almost 30 pounds. Uh, I came back from med school, 187 pounds or something like that. And I mean, I vividly remember sitting in biochemistry class. This is my second semester there. 
And I looked down, I'm like, oh my God, I had a gut. <laughs> and, and I've never had that before because I've always been active and fit. And so, you know, I wasn't eating the best and I was, like I said, stressed. And so, um, you know, long story, try to shorten a little bit. I came back and I did what I thought I needed to do. I did caloric restriction, uh, exercise and yada, yada, yada. And, 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 you know, I lost a few pounds here and there, but didn't really get me back to my pre-med school weight. And then I went to residency for five years. And then I came back from that, um, you know, and, uh, again, I was back up to about 190 pounds of, even though I was like exercising more, but I was still eating what I thought you was healthy. Exercise your way out of a bad diet? No, you, you can't outrun your fork. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And that's a uh, that's another great book. You can't that outrun your good... fork. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, and then I started actually. I, I kind of I'll, I'll give a shout out to Rob Wolf. Um, mm-hmm. I read yeah. you know the Paleo Solution, and um, you know, like I said, I thought I was eating well. I thought I was eating what was healthy. Um, you know, in Colorado, I, I was vegan for a week. That's all I could handle that. But, and then I was well, a vegetarian for, good. <laughs> yeah, ex- to- totally. Then I was a vegetarian for like six or seven years. And, uh, but I realized too, is like, this is not, this is not a healthy diet, you know, vegan and vegetarian diets, unless you're really, 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 really good at eating and picking whole healthy foods, the majority of the people who undertake these diets are eating a bunch of processed garbage. And, um, you know, unfortunately the standard American diet has, we should just rename it as poison. It's what it is. It's poison. It's It's literally poison. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. I love that. So, so the finding paleo for you was, was a big answer and, Absolutely. It was an, it it was an eye opener and, uh, I didn't even like understand it. Um, you know, and then, so real quick, I was sitting there at my kitchen table reading this and talking to my wife. I'm like, Hey, Kim, you know, and and I like what he says in his book. He's like, give it one month, try it for one month. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. What do you have to gain? Everything. Right. And so I'm sitting there reading. I'm like, Kimmy, we need to do this. We should try this. We should try this. You know, she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, we should try this really, you know, next week we should try this. She's like, no, she had some, you know, hesitation and trepidation. And so finally she's like, all right, fine. All right. Leave me alone. Okay. We'll do (laughs) it. Be quiet. I'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we, we kind of instituted it. We went pretty much all into the whole um, paleo lifestyle. Again, it's not just a diet. It's a lifestyle. You have to have a lifestyle. And I will say over and over and over and in my program, which I'll discuss a little bit later, uh, I say this, if I say it once, I say it a hundred times, diets fail, lifestyles don't. Okay. You cannot, like we just said, you can't diet your way out of a bad, you know, lifestyle. You can't exercise your way out of a bad diet and so on and so forth. But so a couple weeks into trying this paleo solution, you know, lifestyle that we did, uh, my wife was blown away. Um, I mean, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe how much better I feel. Um, and, uh, so, you know, she was like, it's weird because like what I see and you never hear guys say, Oh, I'm so bloated. I'm so bloated. Right. (laughs) When's the last time you heard a guy say that? Right. (laughs) But a lot of, it seems like a lot of women will say that. And she's like her, her bloating and her gut pains went away and she was blown away. So, and that's when I kind of started going down 
a really big rabbit hole of research yes. and researching and researching and researching and changed my life. And and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because I live what I teach and I right. went through it. And so I've been there. So I love it. It's it's amazing. And and you I I can tell from our conversation before we even hit record, you're as passionate about it as I am. And that that's what happens when you know we are living it and we know, you know, we just realize um I love that you didn't have to be as sick as I was <laughs> to get the and we could have a whole different interview about <laughs> why is medical school designed to make you sick? <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. And it's not just in this country. It's and I had the same conversation. I, I did a presentation for a bunch of physicians in Pakistan. And you know, same thing. It's the between the stress and the lack of sleep and the you know bad food and all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a maybe downstream change. <laughs> that yeah, happen. absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to come and talk more about lots of different stuff because it's like again, you and I we're we're so in alignment about what we see needs to be done with in in the world. And so, yeah. you know, you had asked earlier about like why and, and you know what does the standard American diet lead to? I mean, there was you know a journal article from the American College of Cardiology uh, last summer that said 93.2% of all adult Americans are sick. That's insane. 93.2%. Okay. So basically, statistically, you can say the entire American adult population is sick. And when they say sick, they're talking about, you know, they have two or three or four, um, symptoms uh, um, of metabolic syndrome, you know, high cholesterol, uh, enlarged uh, hip to waist ratio, uh, high blood pressure, insulin resistance, uh, dyslipidemia. And, you know, if uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know, um, I I just described the five um, tenets of the five symptoms of metabolic syndrome. And if you have any three of those, you are diagnosed with metabolic syndrome. And so basically the entire adult population in America has metabolic syndrome. And if you are diagnosed with metabolic syndrome, you instantly have a 50% greater mortality risk. So to me, you know, it, 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 just, it, it infuriates me. It makes me so mad that we, sh- that we have gotten this way. And like I, I asked you earlier, before you started recording, I said, how do we get here? Right. And I mean, I think you and I both know the answer, but we do. We do. <laughs> we'll 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 wait until your book comes out for that to really dig into that conversation. Or this will be a three-hour episode <laughs> for um, sure. But but really underscoring that if you are eating processed food, um, highly processed food, lots of processed food, eating on the go, um, even generally eating out a lot, even at nice places, you're still getting hit with a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. Um, you're not eating food. And so why do we need, (laughs) why does that make us sick when we're eating things our body's not recognizing as food? What happens? Well, um, really, truly, I think it all boils down mostly to the mitochondria. Um, and a lot of people maybe have heard about it and they've maybe heard about the Krebs cycle and the electron transport chain and so on and so forth. But uh, I really truly believe that all of this chronic disease is rooted in mitochondrial disease. Um, the mitochondria, just for those of you who don't 
know or don't remember. Well, I'm sure you've heard or of it. Or don't care, <laughs> but yeah. you will now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. It's a thing. It's one of the sad things about um, what I see is like they're, they're, people are purposely being dumbed down so that they are easier to manipulate and so on and so forth. And then because of that, they don't have any agency over their health and wellness. I mean, I, I can get very circular. So anyway, go back to the mitochondria. So the mitochondria are in we have 70 trillion cells in our human body and the mitochondria are the little powerhouses of the cell. Okay. Um, and depending on how metabolically active a tissue is, you have more mitochondria. So in one cell, I remember, and I, I used to think this, you had a cell at a nucleus and you had one mitochondria. No, right. absolutely not. Not even close. It's like anywhere from, you know, 5,000 to 100,000 mitochondria in each cell. In fact, we have a quadrillion mitochondria in our body, and that is a thousand trillions or some enormous number like that. I mean, it's something, a number that we can't even comprehend, right? right. I mean, think right. about 70, 70 trillion cells. We can't even comprehend how many cells we have in our body. Sure. So the mitochondria, they take substrates and um, they take uh, you know, sugar, pyruvic acid, fatty acids. They, it, 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 let me explain real quick how, because I love the mitochondria. I think they're absolutely spectacular and amazing and they're way underrated. They are, we actually, millions of years ago as humans, we kind of hijacked them. They're from bacteria. They have, they don't have the DNA. They don't have your human DNA in it. Right. Okay. So somehow, nature, God, whatever, however you want to go about it the, in evolution, because they can both coexist, right? And so we hijacked mitochondria because we saw how efficient they were at making energy, right? And so it's it's kind of like your your motor, your engine in your car. You put gasoline in it, it runs, it takes you somewhere. The same thing with the mitochondria. You put a substrate into it, it does its magic, and out comes ATP. ATP is adenosine triphosphate. It is the energy currency of our cells, of our human bodies. Without ATP, you die like in a second. Okay, you're dead. And we make, here's something crazy. ATP is a molecule. It's it's microscopic. You can't really see it. It's tiny. It's invisible, basically, um, You know, unless it's you know super, super high um, microscope. We make our own body weight in ATP every day. That's insane. So, yeah, think about that. I, I make 155 pounds of ATP every single day from my quadrillion mitochondria. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> well, I know I do. You do, but, <laughs> yes. but the <Yeah>. royal we. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We, we want to, <laughs> optimally, we, we are producing our body weight in ATP daily. Yes. That's That's yes. incredible. And so again, when uh, that's a great, that's a great point you make, because when you don't make that, then that's when disease starts occurring. Um, And when you have mitochondrial diseases, actually, there's actually primary mitochondrial diseases and people with those don't live very long. They don't live beyond seven, eight, nine, 10 years old because they're so bad. The, uh, when you have what's, what we're discussing here, this is a secondary mitochondrial disease because you're not putting, you know, top unleaded fuel in your motor to have it run smoothly. You're putting um, the standard American diet, which is junk food and poison and processed foods. And because of that, then the mitochondria can't do what they do and give us the energy that we need. And it's clean energy. I mean, granted, you know, it, it, it's just like your car engine. You put gasoline in it. 
it does its you know internal combustion and out the back end comes exhaust while you're driving the same thing happens with the mitochondria um it it does it's basically internal combustion through the electron transport chain, making ATP, giving you energy, but it also makes reactive oxygen species, which are kind of like the exhaust. But our bodies are so, so genius. We have millions of millions of different processes to get rid of this internal combustion exhaust from the mitochondria. But when you are eating these terrible processed foods, high fructose corn syrup foods, franken foods, things that your body doesn't know how to break down through your mitochondria, you get increased amount of reactive oxygen species and a decreased amount of uh, basically antioxidants, which get rid of those and they neutralize those. And then you get sick. And, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's not rocket science. I do love, it is science though. It's awesome science. (laughs) So it is. And, and to have this conversation be of value, you don't need to be able to fully understand all of the processes, but you do need to understand pretty much, you know, the symptoms, especially in you know, audiences as an autoimmune audience, right? So when you're thinking, you know, I'm fatigued, well, guess what? At the cellular level, you're fatigued. Your mitochondria are not you know, optimized and working optimally. So you're not going to have the the energy, but it's not just our energy to get through the day. We're talking about the literally cellular energy for your all of your body processes to work the way they're supposed to. And then yeah, add on top of it when you've got the, the high oxidative stress and all the other things leading leading to disease as well. Um, so it is important to understand, you know, how essential mitochondrial health is, even if you don't feel like understanding how or why, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it really is. And just the fact that they are, you know, the powerhouse of the cell, like that's all, who doesn't need that you want, you want to be optimizing your power. Um, we're focusing today <clears throat> on food. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, we've been talking about how the American food system is not food. And, and I think of it, I want to talk about a couple things that do affect mitochondrial function and health. Um, the nasty standard American diet being one of them and toxins. And I actually, I consider (laughs) the standard American diet to be toxins. I mean, it's, it's this, that's what they are. I and mean, that's what it is, what you're eating. Your body isn't recognizing as food because it's not food. Yeah. And so it is the same as a chemical exposure. Well, and plus it's loaded with chemicals anyway. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and like I said earlier, like the standard American diet, the it should be just called poison. They should, I, I, I want to figure out an anagram for poison to describe our diet because it, it, it's so, it's so bad. It's, you know, um, I know I kind of see where you're going with like w- what you were just talking about, like the, why is the standard American diet so bad for us? And because it, it affects our mitochondria health. Um, like I said, um, when you're not putting in high quality, um, um, substrates into your body, it doesn't run well. It, it, I, I really like, 
earlier you had mentioned like even you don't need to know the science to understand right. how this help makes helps you right and i equate it and i think it's really really good to think of the mitochondria as the engine in your car like i've right. said already absolutely if you put you know top high-end fuel and change the oil and change the spark plugs in your engine. It's going to run well forever. It's going to get you everywhere you want to go sitting down. It's going to last forever. If you put low quality gas, you don't change the oil and you don't change the spark plugs and you don't do the maintenance, then your car is going to break down and it's going to cost you a lot of money. And that's get, you're going to be taking a bus somewhere else. And it's the same thing here with us, with our health. If you don't maintain mitochondrial health, and 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 in doing so, you maintain overall health because right. what you do for your mitochondria also improves the rest of your system. It's your whole body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love like to to me, it reminded me of a conversation I had once of you wouldn't put unleaded fuel in your diesel engine, right? What's gonna yeah. happen to your car? Yeah. It's, You're not it's gonna, gonna get very far. <laughs> it's gonna break down real quick. <laughs> it's not fun for anybody <laughs> to use the wrong pump. And that's essentially what it is. I mean, we need nutrient density. That's we're we're designed to actually eat real food, um, and so it, it, it's it's a double edged sword, right? We've got this like toxic, unrecognizable thing, and then also we're missing the nutrient density that we need to run. Absolutely. So, yeah. And th- that's a great term, nutrient density. People don't even think about that. Like you go to Taco Bell, there's no nutrients in that food. You go to McDonald's, there nu- there's no nutrients in that food. Um, like 75% of all the foods in the grocery store are processed foods. Yeah. Um, and you need – the standard American diet is nutrient deficient and caloric dense, right? Right. And it's that's just the opposite of what we need. We need nutrient – um, density and low calories. I, I'm right. not saying low calorie diets. And we don't have to count calories. We're not talking oh God, about no. counting calories. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, yeah. I, I actually, and I, you know, I don't even, there's a lot of people out there that like to count their macros and this and that. I'm like, I don't it even bother doing that. You. I can't be bothered. That's, that's, exactly. Yeah. But if that's what you like doing, go for it. And if here's the deal. If it helps you be more focused on what you're eating and how you're treating your body, all the power to you, you know, like a lot of times these, uh, these quote diets, it just makes people more cognizant of what they're eating sometimes. And which is a good thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, we, so many, we talk about, you know, eat whole food, eat real food, eat. And a lot of people, it's like, sounds like noise, um, but it's not, it's, real. And this is, if you look at the health history in our country, look at when we moved away from real food, right? And and then watch, look at the numbers, literally, of chronic illness. I mean, it's exponential. You know, sadly, it's, uh, I've got job security, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Yep. But no, but the but the, here's the beautiful thing too, and I know oh, this is what you preach. It's never too late, and the body heals. So, course correct, mm-hmm. right? Change. So, who is there anybody that you would say paleo is not an optimal eating lifestyle, like or the paleo lifestyle is no, optimal? No. no, I think it's I think it's the most optimal 
lifestyle for everybody. Again, it's not a diet and diet is part of a lifestyle, you know, for paleo. I don't think there's anybody, you know, who, you know, could not benefit from, from the paleo slash diet slash lifestyle because, you know, it's whole foods. It's, you know, you're avoiding gluten, dairy, sugar, and, you know, seed oils and um, other toxins in your diet and you're eating whole foods. You're eating, you know, vegetables, um, steamed vegetables. Um, you're eating, you're, you're avoiding most grains. You're avoiding most legumes. And one of the reasons why I did the whole paleo and why I think why I've become what I've become and I believe it's, I mean, gut health, obviously, you know all about gut health. You know, every, anybody in our field knows how important gut health is. And well- and if you have autoimmunity and you have not done the work to heal your gut, you have leaky gut. Like I, hundred percent. Yeah. Period. <laughs> if if you eat the standard American diet, you have leaky gut, which is intestinal permeability, which is it's the root cause of all diseases right now. That and, and it ca- it causes harm to the mitochondria, um, and so you know, you, back to the whole paleo. I don't think anybody could would have any negative effects if they went to paleo and and my ethos is gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free um seed oil free and artificial sweetener free right artificial sweeteners are toxins okay most people don't know that aspartame was invented when they were trying to make another um um pesticide right and i don't know what guy in the lab was inventing a pesticide and tasted it? <laughs> hey, this is sweet. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But someone did. And so it's a pesticide. And it, because of that, it harms your microbiome. And that's a whole nother conversation we have, how important the microbiome is. And so what I like about paleo is it supports your microbiome. It supports healing your gut. And again, it's a lifestyle. I, you know, I was talking to you and I have a small ranch. You have a small ranch. I raise sheep. I raise meat chickens. I raise egg chickens. Um, we sell our sheep from farm to table for friends and family. Uh, it's all organic. Um, you know, we, they're grass fed. Um, and uh, the paleo lifestyle is about that. It's also about, you know, where did your animals come from? Were they humanely raised and slaughtered? Uh, did they come from a CAFO, which is a concentrated animal feed operation, which is absolutely the devil. It's terrible for everybody. Um, does the, where your food's coming from, are these people being treated fairly? Are they being paid well? Is it fair trade? Is it organic? I mean, it's a lifestyle that you have to embrace because again, you and I've spoken about this, like we've been so, misled misled we're like (laughs) a very polite way (laughs) yes we yeah we've been bamboozled to think that convenience is what it's all about and yada 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 it's actually killing us i mean it's 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 despicable and it and frankly it pisses me off and it you know there's times i literally come to tears it's well it's horrifying and because you see and i see all the time i mean there, there is so much chronic illness and it's unnecessary. Like this, this is not, it's not rocket science. Um, and it's not the way it's supposed to be. No. And and you brought up a point I want to highlight about this, the, the difference of, we, we talk about it sometimes as, as quality, um, but, you know, talk about animals that are pastured, humanely raised, humanely slaughtered, um, 
That is completely different. I, you know, again, I grew up low fat. I, I will, I have no interest in another, you know, boneless, skinless chicken breast my whole <laughs> life. Um, I actually don't eat a lot of chicken. I, I only Good, can better handle, off. yeah, I can only handle a little, but I do eat a lot of grass fed beef. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, and again, some people listening are going to say, you know, well, I don't live in Colorado. Then that's fine. There are other ways to access high quality, you know, protein sources. I, yes, I'm blessed. I, I know, you know, the rancher who grew my cow that's in my freezer, you know, and I know how it was raised. I got to see the, the ranch, you know, I know the people. Um, and so not everybody is going to have that level but just like you were talking about how McDonald's isn't real food, you know, th- that's a whole nother story about, you know, beef is bad. Red meat is bad. They're talking about feedlot meat, commercial factory farmed meat, yep. factory farmed yeah. meat, totally different, literally different. Well, and they also feed them, you know, grains, paper stock. <laughs> they feed them expired candy. Oh, they feed it's... them. Garbage. I saw a video of um, a pork factory uh, farm. They were literally feeding these pigs garbage from the dump with plastic yeah. containers in it. And yeah. there's there is literally a government document that says the pork feed can have this much plastic in it. Right. It's I'm like, disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so and I actually have to drive past a feedlot from my house to the clinic, I'm in the clinic once or twice a week. And otherwise I'm working from home. And I, you know, again, I live in this beautiful area and we've got access to these amazing things. And I mean, there's a, you know, cause you live, so I, I know you understand when somebody says smells like Greeley, even though you live in oh, yeah. Boulder, right? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> We used to get the Greeley smell. Yeah. It would go yeah. all the way down to Boulder. Well, yeah, um, that is not healthy. Nobody should be eating yeah. that kind of meat. And, and yeah. You know, the thing is about the Cathos. Okay. Uh, I mean, this is, could be a whole nother podcast. I I mean, there's so much to <laughs> unpack and all this stuff. And I mean, I love why we're doing this. I, again, we'd spoken about why we're doing this and it's to get the word out. It's, right. you know, the, the world economic forum and all these world leaders are talking about a great reset. Okay. And it's not what you and I want, but I think right. there's a great reset coming and it's from people like us and the grassroots reset of, 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 you know, COVID pulled back the curtain of the man pulling the levers, like in the wizard of Oz. Right. 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 And a lot of us are like, have woken up. I, th- I think you and I were already kind of awake just because of the realms that we're in. Right. But I think a lot of Americans all of a sudden went like, Oh my God, what's going on here? And but this yeah. uh, this applies to what we're talking about: food, meat, cafe rays, concentrated animal feed operations. They are the devil. They're bad for the environment. They're bad for the animals. They're bad for the people that work there. They're bad for the people that eat the food. Yeah, they're they're just bad, bad, bad. bad. You <laughs> know what they're bad. good for? They're good for the corporate Money. profits. That's yeah, it. That's it. Okay. And so what we you were talking about earlier is you know grass fed. Um, the whole uh, truly pastured, you know, it's, it is different and there's nothing to be afraid of if you're eating protein that was raised this way, which is the perfect, you know, you talk about paleo as a lifestyle. So if you're eating, you know, commercial beef, feedlot beef, 
you're not eating paleo because oh god no. they're eating corn and grains and trash and you are eating whatever the animal ate and so exactly. that's how that works including the antibiotics yes okay yeah 80% of all antibiotics in the united states actually i think it's gone down a little bit because there's like in the hospitals we had what was called antibiotic stewardship programs, right? We don't want to give antibiotics nilly willy to just everybody. You know, people come in with an upper respiratory infection, a sore throat. They're like, oh, can I have a Z pack? Can I have antibiotics? Right. We had to say, no, this is likely a viral issue. Right. Go home and, you know, help build your immune system, whatever. Blah, but blah, even blah. that's, of course, correct because it used to be antibiotics for everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so in these uh, CAFOs, because the conditions are so bad for the animals, I'm, and I'm talking beef, chicken, pork, you name it, it's bad. They're so concentrated that they feed them antibiotics to keep them from, you know, getting sick and then having some disease spread throughout the entire uh, operation. They found out a long, long time ago that when you feed cows antibiotics, they get fatter faster. And, this, you know, the same thing happens to humans. When you take antibiotics, put on weight and there, there's actually studies that I include. I do. I, I love doing the research because I'm so passionate about this. And they, they, they've shown studies have shown that if you are um, exposed to antibiotics uh, nine times by the time you're four, you have like a 90% chance of being overweight and obese. Um, if you are exposed to antibiotics once um, as a child, you are at an increased risk of being overweight. And so these big corporations who are there to make money off of you, they understand, hey, if I feed these cows antibiotics, they're going to get fat. And guess what? I could sell, they, they, they cost more to buy and then we butcher and then blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it's, it, again, it's all about, you know, the lifestyle. And uh, again, I could, I could go on and on about the whole, oh, cows are causing climate change. That's the biggest crock of horse (laughs) pucky. Feedlots, feedlots are are causing climate yes. change, not cows. Yeah. <laughs> we you know, eat the cows. There is, and I love this. High farming well, without animals. It doesn't work. No. And, uh, you know, I love the whole regenerative farming yeah. and regenerative agriculture that's going along, you know, with polyface farms and, you know, Joel Salad did. And he's amazing. We were talking before, and that's, it gives me hope, right? We were yeah. talking about, this is why we're doing this. And yes, we're angry. <laughs> and yes, you know, we, we've been, we've all been bamboozled and, and you and I now know better and we're trying to spread the word. Um, but there is hope, the regenerative farming movement, functional medicine, paleo lifestyle, all of it. Um, and, and my audience is very familiar with, um, AIP, autoimmune paleo. Uh, it, it's, I, I think whatever form, but when, when you're, I joke and when I tell my story, um, I thought I was paid. I say I, I was doing it wrong. I, I thought I was. So I was, you know, it's not, you talk about lifestyle. It's, it's back to, it's not just what you're avoiding. It's what you're including. Right. For sure. so I, I was, I, or what you might not be including in my case, when I first thought I was paleo, I was again, fat phobic. And I remember getting like paleo cookbooks and I, you know, I was going to dive in and they had coconut oil, (laughs) butter and all these fats that I was like, you know, so I would cook it, but without the fat. So I I was like low fat still avoiding grains. Um, 
uh, at low fat, high carb paleo, I, I managed to do. So even like if you're eating a lot of processed paleo, you're probably getting a lot of sugar and, and a lot of crap that, and there's a lot of those, you know, artificial sweeteners being used in the quote unquote paleo products. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And again, um, I mean, I, I kind of see where we can go with this too, is like, we should, you know, here, here's how you, if you want to change your life and your health and wellness, stop eating processed foods, period. Stop right. going out to dinner, um, eat whole foods at home. Um, you know, eat vegetables, uh, small berries, um, you know, don't, you don't want to be eating, you know, two apples and four bananas every day. It's a lot of sugar. It's too much sugar. Again, sugar gums up the mitochondria. And again, it makes them run poorly. You get more reactive oxygen species, more inflammation and so on and so forth. But, you know, you, you have to look at food as information and food, food is really important. You know, it's, it's one of the, the, one of the joys we have as human beings is eating. And, you know, I, I'm also working in a hospice clinic and, um, and I've seen a lot of that, um, you know, food is, it's food is information for your cells. Food is community. Food is love. Food is memories. Like, I mean, we have so yes. many deep ties back to food. I mean, I, I, there's a couple of my favorite foods. I think they're my favorite foods because it reminds me of, you know, the big family parties that we used to have when I was right, growing up. Right. And so, you know, food. I've yet to encounter a client whose, you know, emotional happy food is salad. <laughs> their their childhood memory feel good food is, <clears throat> is never vegetable based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it, it could be. And I mean, it, it also depends. Here's actually now that's a good point that you bring up because, you know, when we start. I don't know. I mean, I was the the processed food and the sugars. I'm 54 years of age, and so give me two months, I'll catch up. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> you look great. I never would have guessed you're. Oh, age, but, you're very kind. <laughs> um, it all kind of started about when I was born. I mean, the processed food industry right. came about after World War II, because okay. during World War II they had to figure out how to get food across the sea to our European troops and other troops around the world. And they did that. They, they made processed, you know, uh, long shelf sustaining life food, whatever. So then all of a sudden they realized, oh my God, this is, this is, wow, this is how a cash convenient. cow for us. Yeah. How right. convenient, you know, and, uh, I once had a nurse at, at the hospital I work with, and she said something very profound. She said, convenience is the killer. Mm. And it really is, you know, yeah. um, going back to food and why you should eat food. And like, I'm really blessed. Uh, my wife and I love to cook together. If you don't know how we to cook, have that too. Yeah, you should learn how to best. cook. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to eat good food, you should learn how to cook because and you, it doesn't have to be fancy. Like not at all. eating high quality ingredients, you don't need, you know, a, a three hour recipe. Oh no. Absolutely. Real food tastes delicious and your taste buds change really quickly. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Which is the perfect segue into, I want you to share with listeners about your ancestral reset program, because it, to me, it's brilliant because you break down, you handle all the resistances, when, you know, the, it's too hard. I don't cook all the, all the things, all the reasons why people say they can't start 
with a paleo lifestyle. So share with us about your program. Um, thank you. Um, I've made my program failure proof basically. And it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a lifestyle transformation course. It's not a diet. Again, diets fail, lifestyles don't. And so what I try to do is I, I get people to seamlessly change their lifestyle. So basically what I've done is I've devised a program. It's a 12 week program. And then there's, um, you know, a continued optimization program that I'm working on afterwards. Nice. Um, and, but basically you get delivered to your house, you get 144 meals there. I think they're great. Uh, it's paleo meals. Um, you know, it's high quality protein. It's all grass fed, um, and, and it's cage-free, grass-fed chicken, beef, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, I've devised the program. So it's, you know, high protein, um, high veggies, and kind of a lower carb. But uh, again, I'm not anti-carb at all. We need carbs. We need carbs. Yeah. We 100% <laughs> need carbs. And I am not Good an anti-carb carbs. person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> That's not what you need. <laughs> or donuts. Hey, but, but then again, you know, here, I'm also about self-compassion. You know what? If you need to have some Ben and Jerry's once in a while, eat it. It's not going to kill you. Right. It's when you eat it every day. Unless Back it makes to, you feel sick. That's exactly. <laughs> Listen to and your body. So, yes. So my program is like, I've included 144 meals. I've been, I include, um, supplements for gut health, sleep, energy, and cognition, because those are all pillars of functional health. Right. Um, I include, uh, a list of, you know, paleo MD approved snacks, um, and you know, some, some links that I can, I can give my clients a, uh, a, a discount on, cause I have a, uh, a paleo MD store that I sell supplements and snacks. And if, if anybody wants to see it's the paleo MD dot store, um, use the code first 10 for 10% off. If I don't know if you have a store like that or anything, Julie, I do, but go to yours. Oh, I mean, okay. it's not paleo, well, you know, yeah. it, it, you probably have more focused for this conversation. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm so not, again, I, I, I want to share like all ships yeah. rise, rising tide and like, I'm not trying to, you know, take I'm, clients, but just, just <laughs> check it out people. Um, Absolutely. And, well, and again, if you're like, Ooh, wait, there's an easier way to do paleo or to get started. Yeah. Um, I say, you know, check out the store for sure. Yeah, thanks. And one of the things I, I, I tell these people is like, um, I also institute um, time optimized eating. Okay. And we had talked about this earlier. I, I I'm changing that. the word fasting. I'm changing mm -hmm. the word time restricted feeding because nobody wants to fast. Nobody wants to restrict and nobody wants to feed. When you <laughs> say feeding, you think of cows at a trough, right? Yep. <laughs> so, um, we institute time optimized eating. And um, that is one of the most amazing ways to improve your health. Um, it's, it's, I love it. I fast, or <laughs> I time optimize eat almost every day. Like 99% of the time I am not eating for 16 hours a day, yeah. sometimes more. Yeah. And, and for me personally, what I always try to, to encourage my clients to do is to listen again, listen to your body. Um, I once in a while wake up hungry yeah, and I'm going to have a really good nutrient dense breakfast. It doesn't Absolutely. happen often, but I'm not like, oh, no, I'm not in my eating window. My time isn't optimized yet. Like, no, listen to your body. Yes. It takes maybe some time to get used to when you're making changes. Um, but also, yeah. especially those of us who went through chronic illness, found wellness, 
our first tendency is usually to hold what's working a little too tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just want to remind listeners, you know, that, that listening to their body. And I love that you said, even for you, you know, it's 99%. Like this is, this is my lifestyle. It's not about perfection and, and always hitting a hundred percent. Yeah. Funny. Cause you live in Loveland and, uh, Lauren Cordain, he is the guru of the paleo and he's yeah. from, from Fort Collins. He's yeah, a professor CSU. there. Yep. And, uh, he is on his website. Uh, it's, uh, and the paleo lifestyle is like, like 99% of the time I fast, but on the food and it's a 90, 10 rule, it's an 85, 15 rule. Right. If you do something 90% of the time, you are going to reap the benefits of it dramatically. Right. And so in America, we have it backwards. It's really, really sad. Um, people eat garbage. They, yeah, and it's not your their side fault. salad is not compensating for the other 90% of your diet. That's exactly. for sure. <laughs> and, and again, I want, I want to t- tell people that it's not your fault. Like you said, we've been bamboozled. We're being like yeah. sheep led to the slaughterhouse right. in the name of corporate greed. Okay. That's, it, this all goes down to corporate greed period. And they don't care about me. They don't care about you. They care about what's in your wallet. So the the lifestyle is do it most of the time. And I, one time in one of my, and I also in my program, they they have 12 weeks of learning modules and, um, you know, group coaching calls that I run. And one time I just randomly came up with, oh, make it a habit not to have it. Right? Right. What a great way to live a life. And uh, yeah, you know what? Lay's potato chips, they're awesome. Yes. But you don't eat them every day. You make it a habit not I to have eat them, them every ever. day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> most people don't. better potato chips. Somebody yes. asked me that the other day because I was, it was a, a family member, a loved one. And I was kind of dissing on their, I read the ingredients on their chips and they were like, why would you read the ingredients? They're potato <laughs> chips. All of them are bad. And I'm like, yes. no, if I'm going to eat a potato chip, it's going to be, you know, and cooked in avocado oil and salt. And that's yeah. it. It's not going to have a, a big list. And it, and I'm not going to eat them every day either. Exactly. Um, I love, you know, we're so aligned. My weekly email that went out yesterday was imperfect action for the win because it's not about perfection and perfection will get you to stop doing the good things if you're trying to be perfect. And so, you know, I love that you brought up the 90, 10 or 85, 15. If you're, if you're quote unquote on plan, right. Honoring your lifestyle 90% of the time, you don't need to do more than that. And that's 90% more than people eating the standard American diet are doing now. For sure. So even before you hit 90, you're going to notice improvements in your health. And, yeah. And even if it. you change one thing in your life, um, you know, um, you can improve your health dramatically. And you, you talked about perfection. And um, yeah. I, I have to say that the human body is genius and we have thousands of redundancies in our body to stay healthy. And there's not much that's perfect in the world. I think the human body is pretty perfect. I mean, we are amazing and people should honor what we have. We're lucky that we have this body. Uh, We're blessed. I mean, to think about this, (laughs) what we're actually experiencing here is crazy. I mean, (laughs) this experience called life is, amazing and people you know one of the things that like 
one of the reasons I created my program is because I saw in the hospitals and the clinics and like people, when you're sick, life sucks. You don't have the optimal life. Smaller and smaller and smaller. And, and that's, you know, this conversation today is to give you the inf- you know, knowledge is power. And so we're sharing the knowledge that you have the power to create wellness for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. And and only you. You know, right. I like to, we talked about book titles. One of my other titles, <laughs> potential titles in my upcoming book was no one's got your back. Right. It's yeah. only you. I mean, it, in reality, you know, you're born alone and you die alone. And in between, you have support from family, but you are the only person that can control your health, right? right. And it's very important. And and no matter the, what you've been told, you can control your health. <laughs> yeah. And and here's here's something that really bothers me is like people get a diagnosis of diabetes or autoimmune disease, so on and so forth, these chronic illnesses. And the majority of doctors have never said, hey, you know what? That's reversible. Right. You can get rid of type 2 diabetes. A million easily, percent. Easily. easily. In <laughs> fact, you know, um, I'm a member of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, and they just came out with a position paper that says the treatment goals for type 2 diabetes is complete resolution. It's not maintenance, right. it's resolution. Why not? I joke. So, you know, in Julie Michelson coaching, I focus on autoimmunity. And at the clinic, mm-hmm. I work with all kinds of people. And I'm like, please send me the diabetics. Like, it's so easy. <laughs> it's such a quick hit. And it doesn't take a long time once people understand. I, I once had a, cl- a client, she has type 1 diabetes. Um, and she was, when she was first diagnosed, you know, they sent her to a diabetes coach, which I didn't realize there was something called a diabetes coach. And now I know why I didn't know about it because <laughs> her diabetes coach didn't tell her that she shouldn't be eating oatmeal every day for breakfast. No, just and use I'm more like, insulin. You'll what? be fine. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, she couldn't believe like her neuropathy got better. <clears throat> she wasn't having to add boluses to her pump, her insulin. You know, she didn't used to be able to sleep through the night because you know she just she was just burning through insulin and, yeah. and it was like some of those kind of things like they're again that's when i get angry like how can somebody be a diabetes coach and not tell you to go low carb like that doesn't make sense to me well but i mean that's that's a different uh, so, a whole different podcast <laughs> yeah. and, and i look forward to when an autoimmune diagnosis treatment should equal resolution Right. I, well, I mean, I, I personally have helped people resolve their autoimmune disease. I mean, I'm sure so have you. And it <laughs> is, this it is, is the, the whole point, uh, the whole plan of autoimmune disease should be resolution. Here's my question for you. You're, you're way more into autoimmune. You're up to your eyeballs more than me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. So as homo sapiens, we've been evolving 500 to 750,000 years. Okay. Every uh-huh. generation getting fitter, faster, smarter, stronger, living a li- little bit longer than the one previous. Until. Now, until the last mm-hmm. 50 years, right? right. So, mm-hmm. and, and the, the amount of autoimmune disease has absolutely skyrocketed. It's astronomical. My question to you, being a, an expert in that field, mm-hmm. was there autoimmune disease 15, 20,000 years ago? I'm going oh, no. to guess say no. no. I, don't I would say know. no. Mm-mm. No. Even when I was diagnosed, which was in the early 2000s, it was still rare 
Like, I mean, that's how much it's changed was, you know, I remember them saying, and I was in my thirties, you know, oh, you're so young. Well, now somebody in their thirties is diagnosed with autoimmunity. A, it's not rare. B, they're not young. Like, It's not same thing though. Before that, about a decade before that, I was working at Nova Southeastern University with autistic children. Autism was rare in the nineties. It's not rare anymore. So if we don't like tap the brakes and look up and say, okay, what is going on here? Um, I like that. Tap the brakes and look up. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, you know, this is the wake up call. And again, this is why you and I are optimistic that things are, are changing because we are having the conversations and, and people are listening and, and it's a process. And one of the most satisfying things in my work is, you know, yes, a helping people reverse their symptoms and, and life get bigger and better again, but really it's the ripple effect, right? Then their children are growing up eating real food and the, the, you know, healthy paleo lifestyle. And, and, um, that's how we create change. 100%. Absolutely. And, you know, I tell people, I tell people that I'm talking to you about my program and like, you know, do you have children? Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids? Do you want to see them grow up? And here's here two things. A scary statistic I heard, I don't know what to believe anymore, but by 2030, they're expecting if, if it continues the way it's going, that every male child born in the United States of America will have some form of autism will be on the spectrum. Well, if you look at what I was just saying, how rare it was back when I was teaching and how common it is now, if that, if that makes sense, if the trajectory continues the way it's going, that, yeah. that, that will be a fact. And I would add, and I, I'm just making this up, but logically almost every female will have autoimmunity yeah, as yes. well. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like it, it's a, so, you know, it's it's time for us to to create that change. So you covered so many amazing <laughs> tips. Um, and really I for where can people check out your program? Uh it's on uh www.thepaleomd.com. Okay. That's uh, my Perfect. website there. And then um, you know, like I said, uh thepaleomd.store. They can follow me on Facebook at uh, the Paleo MD. And on Instagram at the Paleo MD as well. Um, I love consistency. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying platforms, to, it makes it so easy. I, I'm um, trying. I'm trying to make it. And easier all of for this people. is is going to be in the notes too. But I know yeah. I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm moving, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. Um, sometimes it's just nice to hear, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that I can remember. I'm going to go check it out." Yeah. I know you covered lots and lots and lots already. But we always love to to throw you under the bus and ask you to give listeners one action step. What's one thing they can start today to start to improve health? Oh, that's way too narrow. <laughs> I know. It's so hard. It's the hardest question. Um, well, I mean, we talked about gluten, dairy, sugar. We talked about... Uh, Fasting. I, I do want to. I, I do want to add that about fast, time restricted, time optimized eating. It's not for everybody. If you have Thank you. anorexia, if you have bulimia, history of, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, 
it's not for everybody. Or if you have cachexia, uh, which means uh, decreased muscle mass from something from a chronic disease like cancer right. or something, or just you know, very, very thin and frail. I would, I would venture to say um, the number one recommendation, God, it's so hard to just pick one because they're all so, uh, you the know, health, starting is, point. health is, is multifactorial. The starting point, get rid of gluten. Thank you. Oh, get, <laughs> my stop favorite. Eating, <laughs> stop eating wheat, period. Yeah. That's it. That's the number one thing. Okay. And then, you know, try to get rid of dairy, sugar, but, but stop eating wheat. Okay. And, you know, um, and, and read, I mean, I could say, and, 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 but, I, I mean, I have so much that nope, I just I'm cutting say. you off. That's okay. It. That's, that's okay. Much. Well, next time. But you are going to come back um, because we have, A, we have so much more to talk about, but I'm going to be excited to have you back on in the fall when you are launching your new book. And yes, we can- thank you. We can take that in any of the million directions of the things we like to talk about. Awesome. Um, so, I, Rob, thank you so, so much. This was so much fun for me and, and so much gold for listeners. Um, and again, it, it's just been such a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you. It's it was really, really nice to meet you and talk to you and get to know you a little bit more as well. And and again, I want to commend you and celebrate you for what you're doing and helping how you are helping because you're reaching so many people through what you're doing. And again, this is the grassroots, the great reset that we need is us. It's not, you know, the medical, big pharma, big food, industrial complex. We need this. And so thank you. I wanted to say, celebrate you for that. Genuinely my, my pleasure and my mission. So thank you for that. And for everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.